a scripture reading from Matthew. Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Many of you may remember that my favorite scripture in all of scriptures, and I love a lot of them, I also dislike a few of them, <laughs> but my favorite scripture is Micah 6.8. It's when the prophet is saying, God, we're doing all the right things, we're observing the religious rules, we're checking all the boxes, but life's still not going well for us. What do you want us to do? And God says to the prophet Micah, Your festivals and all your rules just sicken me. I don't even hear you sing anymore. Here is what I require. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with me. You know, friends... No matter what one's faith tradition is or not, no matter what their path to the divine might be, if folks land on Micah 6.8, I've got a pretty good chance getting along with them. <laughs> Albeit that we all have differences in what we think justice is, but then kindness kicks in and there's not a lot of definitions for that. My second favorite scripture is from Ecclesiastes, which we will be reflecting on in a few weeks. I love it because it really is about our life, peaks and valleys, to everything there is a season. And if you were here Ash Wednesday, you'll recall that I said that my friend Dr. Marsha McPhee, when designing this Lent series called Busy Reconnecting with an Unhurried God, she allowed me to look at that way back in December and I immediately loved it because I saw that it contained some of my favorite scriptures, including this morning's, which is number three on my list. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. June 10th, 2008, my 46th birthday, normally spent celebrating with friends and family, not on that day. I was across the country in San Jose, California, trying to find a path to ordination for a call that I had received as a teenager but didn't answer the call for I was in a church and a faith community that number one, didn't allow women to speak in public, much less perceive ministry. Oh, and then there was the second strike. <laughs> I already knew that I was gay. Fast forward, fast forward several years, only after the Overdose death of my nephew in 2005 when I decided to reevaluate my life to see if my tempo was right. And the answer I received is no. 
So like Micah, O mortal, I have told you what I want you to do as a teenager. So at the age of 44, I enter seminary knowing that there was no way for me to possibly be ordained. For even though my church and its elders had voted to recommend me for an ordination path, the Disciples of Christ denomination, fairly progressive and known as a sister congregation or denomination to the United Church of Christ, had a policy in Kentucky from 1978 that they would not ordain someone who was openly gay. And yet I entered seminary on that call. Two years later, an unprecedented path was paved for me to go through Northern California, Nevada region of the Disciples, Church of, Disciples of Christ in conjunction with the church called the United Church of Christ. Now friends, I'd never heard of the United Church of Christ. I'd heard Church of Christ back in Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> but I knew it had to be something different from that. I was grateful to have that path, to have so many people moving things around except this little country girl from Kentucky in Northern California. But on June 10th of 2008, I was pretty down. I was away from home. Staying in a strange house that I was thankful for it was two parishioners who spent their summers away and literally gave me their home for the summer. I was away from my family and my friends. So I spent that birthday unlike how I'd spent others. Not celebrating for the long day and actually trying to stretch it out even the day before and day after. I spent the morning at a dream group of that church, First Congregational Church of San Jose. Powerful every week we had. The afternoon I spent at a women's prison ministry at a medium security prison in San Jose. I found my way back to the church campus that afternoon. And I made my way to the sanctuary which was unusual for me to do other than Sunday mornings. And I started to weep. God, where am I? What am I doing here? What's going to happen when I get back to Kentucky anyway? Even when I'm ordained, I've been told no church will hire me or have me as their pastor. I'm homesick. I want to go home. The truth is, our scripture passage from this morning, I'd heard it growing up, but I hadn't lived it. That day in the sanctuary, all by myself, I heard it loud and clear. And so I found my way to the piano. God, you call me to you to give 
for you love me just as I am and God said come to me stop there with this scripture I may have stopped but the scripture goes on and the scripture says my yoke is easy come and learn from me so often the word rest in this context of Scripture has been mistranslated as just that, rest, chill out. <laughs> but in this context, in the original language, the word rest means well-fitted. We know that Jesus was a carpenter. 
And so in the ancient community, Jesus would be around when his dad was making yokes. And we know that yokes were used to have two animals go together at the same time and in the same way. So as I studied that scripture more that evening, it occurred to me that what God was calling me to do was to find my tempo, to be well-fitted. Marsh, we got this. Come underneath my yoke. When you're weary, I've got this. I've got you. When you're tired, I've got you. When you're confused, I've got you. We are yoked together. So I want you to imagine, friends, someone in your life who is your best friend, the person you trust, the person you confide in, the person you know has no agenda and unconditional love. Think of that person right now. You got it? Now picture you and that person on a trail under a yoke. Just the two of you. And as you're on that trail, you say to your friend, I've had a great week. And your friend says, I have too. Isn't it great? Life's good. And you're going along. And you're going along, you go faster and faster because you're excited. You're excited. You got pump in your step. You can even go backwards, huh? <laughs> and then suddenly there's a curve. And your friend says, uh-oh. There's an unexpected tragedy. A diagnosis I didn't see coming. A relationship that I can't reconcile. A rejection I can't come to grips with. And your friend says, I've got you. I'm going to help you through it. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to give you guidance. I'm going to love you. I'm going to guide you. My brothers and sisters, that's how God is. God is that presence that keeps our lives in the right tempo. God is that presence that will guide us and be there for us all the time. Even when we may be the ones who are being distant. Being well fitted cannot happen if we are people of faith and we are not yoked with God. For God knows our purpose. Have some doubts? I've been there. Fast forward to 2010. I graduate from seminary. I go see the regional minister and, here in Kentucky and say, I want to put my search and call papers out. And he says, no one will hire you. Fast forward to January 2011. To the launch of Bluegrass United Church of Christ. 
A church even at that point without a name. Look around, friends. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. And I will fit you up. I'll make you fit. I'll help you find your way. I'll help you find your purpose. And no matter how life unfolds, I will be right beside you forever and ever. So yoke on.